I would like to share a message with you today titled, Waiting Tables. Waiting Tables. And I want to read to you from Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. And it says, In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, and I want to, I want to focus on that word increasing. That is a positive thing that's going on here. The church is growing in these days. There are new converts coming into the fold. The number of disciples is increasing. But if you look right after that part of the verse, it says, uh, the Hellenist Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So first we have a positive, the church is growing. But then, along with the positive, we have a negative. We have two groups in the church that are complaining. How many of you know that um, church squabbles and dysfunction did not just start in the last hundred years here in America, uh, but there have been complaints and problems within the church ever since the church was founded because it's full of people, and people, all of us, are imperfect beings. So, this is the way that the disciples handled that. Uh, Verse 2, it says, So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait tables. So, if you can look at this and see, sometimes the complaints, even though there may be a valid reason, it may be a valid concern, something that needs to be handled, Those things, if you constantly run to the pastor, or in this case, the apostles, to complain about things, it actually hinders the word of God going forth. And so, they said in verse 3, Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them, and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Verse 5 says, This proposal pleased the whole group. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenius, Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. Verse 6 it says, They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. And on this verse, I want to focus on the part that says that they prayed and laid their hands on them. These apostles knew the stress and um, the amount of work that was about to be imparted on these men. Um, These apostles had been carrying that burden themselves. And so they knew that these men needed help from the Lord to be able to deal with complaining people, with people, groups within the church who who think that that group gets too much time with the pastor or this group gets too much time with the pastor or, or, or they favor these people. It's, it takes the Holy Spirit to help people in ministry to deal with those sort of problems. So verse 7, it says, So the word of God spread, and the numbers of disciples of Jerusalem I'm sorry, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. 
rapidly. I want to go back to verse 1. It said, back then the number of disciples was increasing. But look, as soon as these men, Stephen and these men are are plugged in to where they take some of the weight off of the apostles and these men get to work, it says now that the number of disciples increased rapidly. And not only that, in the latter part of the verse, it says a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. These priests that grew up in Judaism who who were schooled in the Torah, now all of a sudden, not because of the apostles, mind you, but because of Stephen and these men who were, quote, waiting tables, they became obedient to the faith. Verse 8 says, Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. I love that description of Stephen, and it makes me wonder if the Bible were still being written today, if my name was going to be in the Bible, if your name was going to be in the Bible, what description would follow your name? What description would follow my name? It says, Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. God let it be said of us as well. And that is a positive Here we go. We have something good happening. Again, the disciples are increasing rapidly. Stephen is uh, doing great signs and wonders. But verse 9 says, Opposition arose, however. Every time there's a positive in the church, you can guarantee that the enemy is going to come along with a negative to try to offset it. But we know that he never wins. So, it says, Opposition, verse 9, arose from... Uh, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Sicilia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen. And this is one of my most favorite verses, verse 10. It says, But they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. Anytime that you are walking in the will of God and you are doing everything you can to make Jesus Christ center stage. The Spirit will give you the wisdom you need to speak and nobody can stand against the Spirit's wisdom. Now, to some prominent people, Stephen's service to the church probably amounted to nothing more than waiting tables for widows. Just waiting tables, just distributing food, working at the food bank, He was not important. He was not uh, considered necessary to furthering the gospel of Jesus Christ as so much were the apostles. Um, In the everyday people around them, Stephen was not viewed as important or as reverenced as the apostles. He was just waiting on tables along with these other men. But... According to verse 7, because of Stephen and the other men, quote, waiting tables, it says the word of God spread and that more people became followers of Jesus and even priests converted to the faith. God performed great signs and wonders through this man because of his servant's heart. Stephen had a lowly position, but he was fully devoted to following and serving the Lord wholeheartedly in whatever position 
he found himself in. Are you? I, I remember years ago there used to be a show, I think it was called Undercover Boss or something like that. But the, the owner of the company, uh, maybe a million dollar company, um, he would come to work as an employee um, and nobody knew that he was the owner of the company and so he would get to see how management treated people he would get to hear the complaints he would get to see the work ethic of the employees and and then at the last part he would reveal you know it would be revealed that he was actually the owner of the company and some people would be embarrassed for their actions and their words and some people got promotions and he you know uh, because they were true to what they did Stephen it did not matter um, what kind of position he was in, he gave it his all. The Spirit gave him wisdom that no educated man could dispute. And because of his willingness to be a useful vessel for the Lord, he preached one of the most compelling and convicting sermons that was ever recorded in the Scriptures. So convicting that they stoned him for it. He was killed. Stephen Stephen, the one who waited tables, not the apostles, not Peter who was, you know, standing up and giving the gospel message in front of people. Stephen, he was so sincere and so passionate for the faith that he became the first martyr for the cause of Jesus Christ. Not only was his life a service to God, but even in death, his sermon and death was witnessed by a man named Saul who later we know became the Apostle Paul. And I wonder, I just wonder how many times the Apostle Paul remembered that sermon that Stephen preached. I wonder if he remembered how his face was just shining and looking up to heaven as he died. And was that possibly one of the reasons that the Apostle Paul called himself the chief of sinners? Listen, friends, no service or time that you give to God on behalf of His kingdom is ever wasted. When it's done for the glory of God, nothing comes back as being of no account. Your service, whether it's music, kitchen work, cleaning, mowing, teaching, doing the nursery, office, or media-related things, maybe it's just being a good example at your job from nine to five. Maybe you are a coach on a little league team and you're still showing the love and, uh, of Jesus to all of these kids. Whatever you do, you are making an impact on this world for Jesus. Just like Stephen by waiting tables. You are important to the kingdom of God. We need you. I'm reminded of a story this has been about probably two years ago. Um, a lady had reached out to the church wanting some, some uh, help with some food and um, some things. And, um, and it was my job to follow up with her. And um, I had called and, and just had to ask and verify a few things and ask her a, cu a couple of questions. And so one of the questions that I asked her was, did she have a home church? Did she, did she attend church anywhere? And she said, no, not at the moment, but she used to attend, and she called out the name of the church. 
And my ears perked up because the name of the church that she said was actually the church that I was raised in as a child. And so um, I knew that this church had not been active um, and it had closed down probably about 10 years ago or so. And so I wanted to see, um, was she just throwing out a name or did she actually know? So I asked a few more questions and her answers stunned me. And I, I, I wept silently on the other end of the phone as she gave her answers. And sure enough, this woman that I was talking to on the phone had not been to church, any church, in over 30 years. But what baffled me was this. Even though she had not been to a church in over 30 years, she still remembered the bus driver's name because she would, the bus, our church bus would go and pick her up. Um, the, the men and women had gone out to different neighborhoods and witnessed and invited people to church and uh, let them know that we had a bus service. And so um, she really didn't have anybody in her life that cared about her, but it was a way to get her out of the house. So they signed her up for the bus and the bus would come and pick her up and bring her to church on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. And this woman remembered the name of the bus driver. She remembered the name of the children's church teachers. She remembered the name of a woman who gave her a dress to wear because she didn't have any clean clothes. She remembered my name because I had played with her at church as a little girl. And I say that to tell you that nothing you do for the kingdom of God is ever wasted. We don't get to see the harvest of seeds that we plant immediately. What, what was ironic to me was at that particular time, I was somewhat struggling, an internal struggle of um, the time that I put in a ministry. Is it even doing anything good is it is it going to is it does it matter am I wasting my time does it matter and her reply just took me back to those people who the majority of them are in heaven at this point in time they never got to see the reward of their labor here on earth but that seed is still growing that seed is still producing and it's it did not go away. Their work was not in vain. And so I encourage you, whether you are uh, a van, a bus, you know, a, a church van driver, whether you are a, a Sunday school teacher, whether you um, are in the music ministry, or like I said before, whether you just simply pray for other people, pay your tithes, and are a good example and witness for Jesus at your job Monday through Friday. The things that you are doing are not wasted. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. It was our Lord Jesus that humbled himself more than any other man, and he served others. If you'll remember, he washed the disciples' feet. And I have found in life that sometimes washing feet looks a lot like waiting tables. It looks a lot like 
cleaning up after little kids. It looks a lot like calling and checking on the elderly or the sick. But whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. You are his hands and feet to this world. And I pray that you represent him and that I represent him well. God bless you, friends. Thank you.